0: The vision received was that of blood cells traveling throughout the body, supplying the much-needed oxygen and other nutrients to the differing members of the body to fulfill their purpose. Once the blood cells are spent, they must return back to the heart to be refilled before being sent out again and fulfill their purpose.
1: Good morning everyone, Um, we have a uh, wonderful day before us today mainly because as John alluded to someone is trying to get something right and fix it. Um, we talked uh, in our Bible study this past Friday about there's a connection between baptism and three things and there's about three people right now, maybe four people here that was there when I taught this and actually asked them what was the connection of baptism and what three things? So I'm asking you that we're there first. Do you remember what is baptism connected to? What three things? Oh, Chelsea's got an answer. She wasn't even there on Friday, but I'll, I'll, I'll hear it. Go ahead. Spirit, water, and blood. I love those three. Love those types and shadows. Uh, that's correct, but you weren't at my study, so you wouldn't know what I'm specifically getting to, but that's okay. That's okay. So... Nobody, re- wow, that's on me, isn't it, right? <laughs> baptism is connected to repentance. Baptism is connected to repentance. We talked about how John the Baptist first preached uh, the gospel of repentance, and he connected it to baptism. The second thing that baptism is connected to is maybe that rung a bell, shook a noggin, and no, still no, repentance and, wow, forgiveness of sins. How do we know that baptism is connected to the forgiveness of sins? Did not Peter say, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus so that your sins would be forgiven? So baptism is connected to repentance. You can't do one without the other. They gotta go hand in hand. And then when you do that, you get, you receive the forgiveness of sins because you are doing something out of obedience to the Lord. And then the last thing that baptism is connected to is confession of sins. Why did I say that? John the Baptist first started this gospel of the kingdom, and when he baptized people in the in the rivers in the waters of the River Jordan, what were they doing? Were they just quietly going underwater and quietly coming out and quietly going on about their business? No, they were making a public declaration of what their sins were. Why? because everyone around them that was also going to follow suit was hearing what he was confessing and was going to hold them accountable they were witnesses to what he was saying and what he was doing so I am very happy to hear that Chelsea has made that decision for herself because it wasn't Chelsea's bright idea she heard the word of the Lord and for whatever reason for however long it took it doesn't matter she's She's responding, and she's responding in obedience. Now my message has nothing to do with that, but I just felt like she's she's getting baptized today. I'd like to mention that to her, and hopefully she's in the forefront of her mind, that baptism is tied to your repentance. It's actually the first initial uh, response or obedience to the gospel, that you get baptized. That's it. And you want to have your sins forgiven. And you have to get baptized in order for your sins to be forgiven, according to what the apostles have taught to us in the New Covenant. And then the confession of sins goes along with it as well. But my short teaching is here is in Psalm 106. So if you turn there, I want to talk about the downward spiral that we need to be aware of. The downward spiral that we need to be aware of in Psalm 106. The psalm begins with, Praise ye the Lord! Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord, who can show forth all His praise. Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. And we need to start our day with praising the Lord. We need to start our day with recognizing who He is and remembering what He has done. Because if we don't do that, many times that is the beginning of the downward spiral that we don't want to fall into. And let me show you how I see that as I read this uh, chapter. In verse 6 it says, We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies. If we don't daily praise the Lord and remember His testimonies, the first thing we start doing is forgetting what He has done in our life. Through all the mighty and wonderful works that the Israelites who went through the exodus in Egypt, it says here that they sinned, they did wickedly, they did not understand the wonders that were done in Egypt, and they remembered not His tender mercies. Because it was by His tender mercies That they began to come out from underneath the bondage that they were in in Egypt. And so when we don't remember the things that he has done, it leads to to another step in that downward spiral. Because it says, nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake. He did it because it was, it was his responsibility to make sure that he would fulfill his word and he made a promise that he wasn't gonna break. No matter what state his people found themselves in, he was going to find a way to keep his word, even if it was just a remnant that came out. So it says, furthermore, he rebuked the Red Sea. It dried up. He saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. That's what he does. That's his responsibility. He bears the burden of deliverance and salvation and healing. And he says, when they pass through the waters... It covered their enemies and there was not one left. These are the things that they did not remember. Well, Chelsea's about to get baptized today in those same type of waters that is going to drown out the enemy that is at work in her life. And I hope that she never forgets the day that she decided and the day that she enacted the obedience to the gospel in getting baptized because she's about to deal with enemies in her life and keep them at bay. They believed his words, they sang his praise, and what does it say? They soon forget his words. And they waited not for his counsel. So the first step in the downward spiral is that you don't understand. The second thing is that you begin to forget. And the third thing is here, you stop waiting for his counsel. You stop waiting for him to lead you to the next step, and the next step, and the next step. And you start basically going on your own understanding. And we don't want to do that, do we? And the next thing that happens in this downward spiral, it says, But lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. They became very carnal. So when you don't understand what he did for you in the beginning when he saved you, you begin to forget his tender mercies for you. And then when you forget, you then stop waiting for him to lead you to the next step. And then you begin to grow more carnally and you begin to do things that he does not want you to do. And they lead you back into the direction that you came from. who don't want to go through this downward spiral. It says that not only did they lust for the earthly things, but they tempted their Redeemer. And you know what next happened in this downward spiral? I'm like on step five if you've been counting. But the next step is they became jealous. They became envious of who? The one who was there and called by God to lead them. They became envious, envious and jealous of Moses and the leader, Aaron. His Holy One. What's the next step in the downward spiral? Not only do they now begin to become jealous of the one that God has chosen in their life to minister to them, to counsel them, to lead them. Who's that in our new covenant day and age? Usually our pastor, usually our elder, usually the one that God has chosen to be the the word of life, the word of counsel in your life. Well, the next thing it says is they change the glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. So altogether, their perspective, their view of God was completely and entirely changed into something that they are now making with their own hands. Again, the downward spiral just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But you know what? Thank God that he chose that man of God to speak into your life. Because that man of God will stand in the gap, in the breach, and intercede for you. Just as it says Moses did. It says, therefore, he said that he would destroy them. He was so angry, so wrathful, he wanted to wipe them out. And then it says Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. And if you keep reading that chapter, you see how Phinehas... Had to stand in the gap like Moses. Because God was angry again. And that came from wrote numbers 25. And so the plague was stayed. Remember Phinehas stood up. And took down or took down the person that was in their midst. So that the Lord would stay his wrath of judgment upon all of them. He was acting very zealously for the Lord at the time. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And when they went into the promised land, when they finally got into the promised land, not understanding what His tender mercies had done previously and how they were rescued and how they were deemed. It says they went into the promised land and they didn't quite fully obey the Lord. That downward spiral again leads you to not fully obey the Lord. And when they went into the promised land, they did not conquer all of the nations. They held back. For different reasons at different times. And they did not obey. And then they began. Again think of the downward spiral. How this falls in line with your life today. Hopefully you're not doing any of this. But if you are. This is how the downward spiral works. Now you stop fully obeying the Lord. In certain areas of your life. And then you begin to mingle. With the heathen. You begin to mix with them. You're not holy anymore. You're not separated anymore. But you just. You just start compromising here and there and here, and then you just don't look any different than they do. Again, that downward spiral that we don't want to have at work in our life. And when they mingled with the people and the nations and in their face, what did it result in them? They began to forsake the Lord even more. They began to serve idols. They ended up sacrificing their own children to devils indeed. You would think you would never, ever do such a thing. But there's so many in Christianity today that are sacrificing their own children for the gods of pleasure, for the gods of comfort, for the gods of career, for the gods of money. And they're giving their children over to the world because they've left their first love. And their first love... Was to obey the Lord. Because how does the Lord know that we love Him? What does He say? To them that love Him? they keep my commandments. And He came to abhor His people when He did this. When they did this. Those who broke covenant with Him. He gave them over to the heathen to be ruled over by those that hated them. He gave them over to the very people that hated his people because they have fallen so far down this downward spiral. But it says in verse 44, nevertheless, he regarded their affliction. He heard their cry and he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of His mercies. and we talked about that in my Bible study last Friday. Repentant doesn't mean he did something wrong and he's got something to apologize for and say, I'm sorry. Repentant, what does it mean? Anybody that was there can even remember that. What does repentance mean in a very simple form? I changed my mind. I just changed what I was going to do and I said I'm going to do something else. That's all it is. Now there's anything wrong with repentance, it means I changed my mind. And that's what Chelsea's doing. i changed my mind from walking in my own ways and my own understanding. And if God has told me that I need to get baptized, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's called repentance. plain and simple. It's not that big of a deal. So he heard their cry and because he was remembering his covenant, he had then again dealt mercifully with them. But notice between the time that they were falling and the time that he actually responded to their cry, there are many that died. And that happens. Because you don't know the time of day that the Lord is going to call you home. And when He calls you home, you're going to be judged. So make sure that your life is right and make sure that you've gotten off the downward spiral. Because that state that you find yourself in that downward spiral, lest you repent, you will always, all, go into the lake of fire as well. So we want to be gathered from the nations, from the heathen, in order to give praise to him in verse 47. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen. Give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Praise ye the Lord.
0: Thus is the ministry of our Father's heart through us. Our utmost desire is to be in the Father's heart, to know the Father's heart, and express the Father's heart to you. If you appreciate listening to this podcast and were blessed, pass it along to someone else by text, email, or word of mouth in the hopes that they might be positively impacted as you were. If you are interested in supporting our efforts, we would ask you to consider the following. One, pray for us. Two, leave a positive rating or review with whomever you listen to our podcast with. And three, if you desire to contribute monetarily, you can do so at paypal.me slash J Ben Jesus or Cash App, dollar sign, J Ben Jesus or Venmo, J Ben Jesus. That's J B E N J E S U S. God bless.